Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to be talking about post-workout refueling and what is the best thing to eat after an exercise session. Hey, hey team, welcome back to The Daily Dollop. On the show today, we are chatting about post-workout refueling meals and snacks. So if you're an active person and looking to achieve some goals at the gym, then this episode is for you. My name is Kate Freeman and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. Fun fact about me is that I have never had surgery. I've never been put under anesthetic or had to go to sleep or any kind of surgery. The only time I've ever had to go to hospital was emergency when I broke my arm and when I had my babies. And so I do not know what it's like to go under anesthetic However, I have watched my son go under anaesthetic. He had an operation to fix a dog bite on his lip. Oh, that was a little bit traumatic when he was five. And yeah, watching him go under anaesthetic was actually hmm, a little bit sad. And I remember walking out of the surgical ward with the nurse being like, come on now, when he was fully under and then getting out of the surgery ward and like bursting into tears and then realising because I'd been waiting in pre up all day and not eating because he was fasting. So I was fasting with him and I was starving. And so then toddled off to the hospital cafe to get myself some food. And speaking of food, I'm talking post-exercise snacks today. Such a fantastic topic. So you've just walked in the door home, right, from a sweaty gym session and you're like, now what do I do? Because maybe you've read somewhere that you're supposed to eat something special or otherwise you'll lose your gains, bro, um, or you won't recover properly, etc. Maybe you try not to eat after exercise because you've got a fear of undoing all of your hard work. Hey, maybe you don't care. Maybe you just grab a Mars bar and move on. Whatever your thoughts are around post-exercise snacking and eating is that choosing healthy foods after your workout and just in general, um, is an important consideration when it comes to your overall nutrition. And so I want to go through in today's episode how to feel confident in choosing something really quick, easy and nutritious right when you need it. So the first thing I want to cover with post-workout foods is that it does depend on the type of training that you do. And so I'm going to look at sort of two types, which is low intensity and high intensity exercise. So low intensity exercise can be sort of defined or characterized by the fact that you can talk during your exercise session and it also generally lasts for less than 60 minutes. If you're doing low intensity exercise, you probably don't need a specific meal or snack planned for, you know, recovery or anything like like that. Just generally good nutrition with your regular meals and snacks is more than enough for your body to recover after low intensity exercise. So, you know, my life, for example, I go for an hour walk, probably five out of seven days a week. 
I don't find that I need to change my nutrition to eat more or find my appetite spiral out of control or anything like that. I just eat normally, you know, I'm doing low intensity exercise. My heart rate gets to max 120 beats a minute, sometimes 140 if I've got a little hill in there. But otherwise, it's not an intense session. I don't need to actually be specific around my food and my exercise. Just general healthy eating throughout the day is absolutely fine. So other things, you know, along with walking, like uh, low intensity swimming, so slow swimming, slow cycling, yoga, or other sort of low intensity classes like stretching or abs often don't require post-workout foods. And there's definitely no need for sports drinks, protein shakes, protein bars or balls or other special products. You just save your money on those. Just eat normally. If you do high intensity exercise, so your heart rate's getting, you know, to around 80% or more of its max heart rate um, and or you're exercising for more than 60 minutes in one hit at that medium to high intensity, then it might pay to start thinking about just planning your meal and snack post-exercise to help you recover or if anything, just help you manage your appetite. And so really when you're thinking about recovery from exercise, it's not just what you eat, you know, that first meal or snack just after that session that counts. It's your whole 24 hours of nutrition that makes a difference with your health and so also makes a difference on your recovery and response and adaptation to exercise as well. So definitely remember that. But post-workout snacks are often called recovery meals because tough exercise sessions can actually damage and stress the muscle. And it's this damage and stress, and I, I put damage and stress in inverted commas, because it's that's that's just what happens when you work muscles hard and these tiny tears or the nervous system becoming highly activated or your muscle carbohydrate reserves called your glycogen stores get depleted. That's all normal. These are what causes the adaptations to exercise that helps make us fitter and stronger and leaner. So certainly, yeah, planning a meal after your high intensity exercise is is definitely worth doing. So now that we've looked at the type of exercise, now we want to look at the type of goal because your post-workout foods will also depend on your goals. And in fact, really all of your food will depend on your goals, not just your post-workout food, your whole nutrition strategy really needs to be influenced by your goals as well. So depending on what you're trying to achieve will depend on your overall nutrition strategy, which will include your post-workout food. So the first goal is weight loss. So if you're looking to lean down and lose body fat, then you'll need to ensure that one, you're creating a significant and consistent energy deficit over time. So any post-workout snack needs to come within your overall calorie budget for the day check out my calorie counting episode for more on this. Um, And so overall, so long as you're consuming less energy than your body body is burning and then you're maintaining that deficit for weeks and months on end, then you will lose weight. And so if you do need help with articulating what this energy deficit needs to be for you, Myself and my team can actually help calculate this for you in an individual consultation and ensure that you're losing weight in the healthiest way possible and that you're and what you're doing is enough for it to be getting results for you. So overall, your post-workout snacks just need to be included in your overall food intake for the day. 
and provide some key nutrients for recovery, which I'll get to in a second. And you want to be thinking about, you know, how can this post-workout snack maybe help you stay consistent? And when I say that, I mean often with weight loss, because you have to create an energy deficit, you are reducing the, um, you know, energy of the food you're consuming. It's easy to get hungry. And so sometimes high intensity exercise can make you feel more hungry. So eating a really good meal or snack straight after that session is like, here body, here's some carbohydrates, here's some protein, here's some fat, here's some energy, be happy. And it can help moderate your appetite and result in not overeating for the rest of the day. Whereas if you may be wanting to lose weight and you do a big exercise session, but then you don't eat for hours afterwards, your body's like, help, I need to recover. Um, is that your hunger can just get out of control um, and result in over-consuming your food. The second goal which would affect your nutrition and your post-workout meal and snack is muscle building. So muscle growth requires two key things, an adequate training program, one that has the right amount of volume and is also increasing over time, and it needs your diet to be sufficient in protein and energy. So just increasing your protein and energy isn't really enough in itself for muscles to grow. It needs to be combined with an appropriate training program with progressive overload. And so that's not really my area of expertise. So you want to chat to a qualified exercise physiologist or a really, really experienced personal trainer and get yourself a good program. So if your goal is to build muscle, you do need to ensure that when it comes to your overall energy intake, that you're creating an energy surplus. So this means that you're you're consuming slightly over your daily energy needs to give your body the resources that it needs to grow. And a goal like this is usually requires, you know, eating pretty regularly. Um, It also involves, you know, having reasonably good sized meals and snacks throughout the day. And so the tip is really is to plan you know, one of your main meals to happen straight after your workout or have a pretty decent snack ready to go straight after your workout. The next goal that would affect your nutrition is performance. So if you're an athlete or even a high level executive who exercises regularly and you just want to be performing at your best, either at work or in competition, or you just want to be getting the most out of your training sessions, then post-workout meals and snacks will do wonders for helping you manage the stress of that extra training throughout the rest of your day. And it's important to note that eating for performance is not a good time to lose body fat. So body fat losses require an energy deficit, so a decrease in energy intake. Muscle building requires an energy surplus, so um, that's also not good for weight loss. And performance pretty much requires you to, to meet your energy needs. So not necessarily a surplus, but not a deficit either. If you're eating exactly what your body needs, then you're going to be able to perform at your best. And so essentially performance is just around about maximizing diet quality, eating enough energy to fuel your training as well as the rest of your day and taking that sort of overall approach as opposed to what's required for for fat loss. So they're the goals then. And so once you've sort of articulate, okay, the type of training you're doing, what your goals are, then it's maybe thinking about timing, like when should we be eating and is there special times and things like that? 
Well, the timing does matter, but it's not it's not as much as you think it does. And there's lots of opinions around food timing, etc. Um, and I've I've touched on things like time restricted feeding and intermittent fasting, which is like putting high control over timing of food intake. This is a little bit different kind of timing. It's to it's thinking about how long after the workout should we eat or when after the workout should we eat. Now, the the research has given us an indication of when is the best time. But in terms of your overall scheme, the only time that I would be super pedantic with a client in terms of when they eat after their exercise session is if I was working with an athlete and performance was their goal. So if I'm wanting that athlete to recover the best they can every day and perform the best they can at every competition, right, then I'd be getting a little bit pedantic. For the average person, you can have a bit more flexibility. And so long as there's some regular meals and snacks over the 24-hour period that you're awake, after that exercise session, you'll be doing fine. So don't stress too much about the timing. But here's what the research says. You're not locked though into a five-minute window, but it's best, the best time to eat in terms of muscle recovery is within the 60-minute window after training. And basically what's happens in that 60 minute window is that your body is keen to refuel its glycogen stores and take up protein. So exercise causes a number of um, metabolic adaptations, both acutely, so in the moment and chronically long term. And one of those is, is that it's primed for glycogen restorage. So glycogen is carbohydrate and it's stored in your muscles. It's basically long chains of glucose all joined together and um, called glycogen and stored inside your muscles and your liver. And when you're doing particularly high intensity exercise is all that glycogen gets used up by the muscle to do all of that activity. And once it runs out, that's often when you start to become tired and fatigued during the exercise. But the body wants to fill them up again because if your glycogen stores are full, you're ready to train hard again the next day or you're ready to like run from a tiger for your fight or flight response, you know, because... Tigers are a real problem these days and you never know when you're going to face one and have to run away from it. And I always like to know that my glycogen is full so that I can run away from said tiger. So essentially, research has shown that glycogen reuptake is at a maximum in that 60-minute window after exercise. However, if you miss the window, you're not doomed to failure. The body will still take up carbohydrate and store glycogen for hours after the exercise and it'll just keep filling them up, you know, until they're full, right? It's just if you want to fill them up quickly and most efficiently, then eating in the hour after exercise is a good idea. A couple of other things I want to add is that you can't undo or wreck your workout by what you eat. I used to hear people, you know, they'd eat a Mars bar or Maccas after their workout and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I totally ruined my workout. I'm like, you didn't ruin it. You can't take that workout back. You did that workout. You didn't wreck it. It's all good. So what should we be eating? Well, the two key nutrients that we want to eat post-workout, either in a meal or a snack, is a mixture of protein and carbohydrate-rich foods. So proteins needed for muscle repair, carbohydrate for refilling glycogen stores, but eating them both together actually helps um, with muscle protein synthesis. So the Intake of both of those two nutrients together is a really good thing. So your protein-rich foods, things like milk, yogurt, cheese, 
meat, poultry, seafood, eggs, tofu, legumes and beans, your carbohydrate-rich foods, bread, pasta, couscous, crackers, potatoes, sweet potato, sweet corn, polenta, rice, noodles, crackers, right? Heaps of different things, oats, muesli, legumes, beans. And you're just making some pairing of those. I'll chuck a link in the show notes to some meal and snack ideas. But otherwise, have a play around with your post-workout snacks. Give me a shout out on social media. Show me what you're eating after your workout. Otherwise, stay active team and we'll see you next time. I know so many people that are frustrated by the fact that healthy eating is really hard to stick to, especially if they've spent so many years trying diet after diet and meal plan after meal plan. And I've just found, you know, after 16 years as a nutritionist, that at the end of the day, I believe that healthy eating is a skill. And so I created a unique program that helps people develop the skill of healthy eating. It combines micro learning, support, behavior change principles right at your fingertips. And so instead of sticking to a diet, you are encouraged to change your behavior one habit at a time, as well as also delivering you heaps of achievable, practical nutrition advice, lots of recipes, food inspiration, things like that. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Well, that's it for the show today. If you're liking what you're hearing, give me a review. Leave some five stars there. I would super love that. Share this podcast with a friend and we'll see you next time.